Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hey listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Oteil Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Faux, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. You may already know that SiriusXM brings you the deepest variety of commercial-free music for every genre and every mood. Where you hear the biggest names in talk, entertainment, and comedy, and hundreds of hand-curated music channels designed to fit every mood. Where you get news from every source. Where you can listen to the newly launched Fish Radio, in addition to Jam On, Grateful Dead Radio, Pearl Jam Radio, Tom Petty Radio, and many more. Where you can listen to top comedy channels such as Kevin Hart's Laugh Out Loud Radio and Netflix's A Joke Radio and Sports Talk Radio from Barstool to ESPN and more to keep you up to date on the latest news in the sports world. Most people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. Subscribe now to listen outside the car on your phone, online and at home and get your first three months for just a dollar. And if you're a Fish fan, which you probably are, you can get tour updates and shows being played, which are a good complement to our quick hits. Visit SiriusXM.com slash HFPod to see offer details and to subscribe and start listening today. SiriusXM, no car required.
All right, everybody. We are back with a quick hit from Camden. Matt's stomping ground. Matthew, hello. Hello. I'm honored to be a guest on the Helping Friendly Podcast. <laughs> this is great, RJ. <laughs> today, today we are the guests, which is cool. Keeping it inside. Keeping it inside. So um, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about the show last night. Matt and I um, got to hang out in the parking lot, met a bunch of people, including a few fans of the podcast who came up and said hello. Um, Caleb, thank you for saying hello to me in the restroom during the torrential downpour. It's really cool to meet people and, and say hi to people who, who like the show, right, Matt? Absolutely, yeah. Tons of people coming up last night. I had lots of people right around me in my seats and stuff. And we had a big crew partying in the lot last night, and everybody sort of came to us. It was awesome. Really cool. And, yeah. and speaking of parties, if you're looking for something to do this afternoon, you're listening to this and you're like, how do I go hang out and drink delicious beers with, with cool people before the show? You can come to Tonewood Brewing from one to three or, or maybe beyond. Um, it's in Oakland, New Jersey, not far from Camden. We went yesterday and checked it out. Delicious beer. And we're gonna have a good time there. So if you guys are listening to this and wondering, can we, can I please hang out with you guys? Um, I don't know who would ever say that, but if you want to, we're here. Yeah, their Rift IPA that we were drinking fan- yesterday was like fantastic. I really recommend people check out their beers, even if it's not today, um, some point in the future, because those those guys are awesome. Man, that beer is so good. I did not expect it to be so delicious. Nothing against yeah. Tomwood, but I was just like pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yep, yeah, it was great. So, so Matt, we went into the show. We got some merciful clouds um, from the sun, and we weren't sure if that was going to turn into rain or not. Uh, maybe other people did who actually looked at the weather or something, but I didn't. And then we got a downpour as we were heading in. I was already under the pavilion. Were you? We had seriously, I know we walked in at the same exact time and like our whole crew did. And we must have timed that absolutely perfectly because we got inside and I said to the folks that I was with, um, they wanted to go inside and go to the bathroom into the seats. And I was like, I'm going to take a spin around the outside courtyard area just to see if there's like a stand that has decent beer. And I walked down to like the bathroom at the far end, um, of like the, the mic side outside area. And I was like, oh, there's no line. Maybe I should do this while, while I'm standing here. And I went in and I went to the bathroom and I turned around to go out and it was like pouring rain. So I stayed in the bathroom with about 30 other people for a half hour waiting for the storm to pass. That's so funny because you must have been just in a different bathroom because I did the exact same thing. Yeah, it must have been a different bathroom. And then everybody else, yeah, that I had sent, I had sent inside to our seats. Um, and they literally, same thing. They walked inside the pavilion and it started raining as soon as they got under, undercover. So we timed that pretty well. Cool. That's awesome. Um, and then, like, I think, you know, dealing with the weather delay, you know, can affect a show, I think. But it, it didn't. I think they, the band at least, was, you know, came out. I'm sure it kind of messes up the flow and the rhythm a tiny bit, right? If you're expecting to go on and then it's an hour and you're kind of standing around waiting. Yeah, and I it, it that was the only thing that was actually kind of a damper on the night was that like that delay was really long yeah. and it felt kind of unnecessary. Um, I don't know if there was thunder in the area that they were tracking, but like usually I haven't seen a show stopped just because it's raining hard. Um, and they literally like it stopped raining and it was going to start raining again. And they told everybody leave the lawn. And then inside the pavilion, we were dry, but that rain actually made it super swampy. And there's like no air that flows through the pavilion there. So yeah. we were sitting there for like 45 minutes waiting for the band to come on, just sweating our asses off. Um 
And I, I think, yeah, I mean, it can mess with the flow, but they seem to seize the opportunity and come out swinging. And they also had lined up a couple of songs to play with rain references in them and stuff. So they, I think they used the time wisely. Um, so I'd say like, you know, the, the delay was disappointing. And then the other part that was a little disappointing was that they didn't push curfew back. Um, oh, so the, yeah. sh- the show was a little on the short side. Yeah. Um, but man, they definitely took advantage of the time they had. I love that. The say yourself free opener. And, and I will say I took a, I was with a guy named Ryan who works at Tonewood. It was his first fish show ever. And he said he was been waiting to go to a show, but needed a Sherpa. And I had an extra ticket and, a, and the ability to be a Sherpa. So it was awesome to show him a fish show. And, and that set yourself free opener was, I think he's, I think, he'll go back yeah and you know um i was with a first timer as well all right yeah Uh, yeah. it was so last night was family night for me um my some of you may remember me saying on the show last year i I brought my sister to her first show at dick's last year and though she still says that she's not a fan um when i uh, offered her a ticket to last night's show she did not hesitate for a second (laughs) to say yes and come along and then uh, i also brought my aunt who um is a deadhead from long ago had never really intersected with the fish world until um she got a new car last year with Sirius in it and wound up listening to the fish channel and um was started texting me furiously like oh my god this is the greatest band i have to i have to see them so we brought her to her first show and yeah same thing from like the first note of set your soul free she was like yeah i'm in this is amazing that's cool and then we heard the uh i guess the third time um strawberry letter 23 has been played which was cool to hear yeah, and I've seen as I think you have salts have seen. Oh no, I think they've done it four times now, right? There's have the one, Al- Alpharetta, Hampton, Baker's Dozen, and then last night, and I've seen uh, two two of those. Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen two also. It <laughs> um, was cool though. I, I mean, there was it was not you know it wasn't the 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 funkiest of them, but it was a cool it was a cool bust out. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Um, I, I I thought like overall the first set. Um, you know, there was a really great song selection and they, um, well, they, uh, it was one of those shows where like, when I look back at the timings of the songs, they all seemed way shorter yeah. than they felt. I think that's because, um, they didn't take, they didn't waste any time in any of the songs, like getting deep in any of the jams. So something like the Wolfman's or the birds from the, um, first set was like pretty concise on paper, but actually like, <sighs> had like a really sweet jam and really it. great jams both of them i i was having a blast and then i, I will say that drift while you're sleeping closer um at least around where i was where i was sitting i mean i don't i'm not sitting but you know st- you know standing um <laughs> they people weren't really they didn't either didn't really know what was going on or were not like psyched about it because it took them until like a lot of people around me were sitting until like the third section of the song when like the jam starts and, yeah, um, I just wonder. That's probably a familiarity, but uh, you know, people who come out once or twice a year to see fish, and there's new stuff that kind of starts off a little slow. Uh, but that 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 song raged. Yeah, the end was really cool, and then another. It was kind of another appropriate weather reference. So, like you know, we moved through stormy weather, and um, people people really got into that part of it. And I thought it was a great end ending to the uh, to the first set. And then the second set, um, I actually, I ended up on the lawn with some friends who were in the pit and it was just like too hot for them. And they're like, you know, veteran fish people and they just like, they just couldn't do it. Um, so we all ended up on the lawn and the sound and the view was incredible up there. Um, it was such, such a great place to be. So if you're in the pit or pavilion tonight and you're hot, don't hesitate to go up there. Cause it's, it was nice. And that mercury, man, that was, that was exactly what everyone wanted. Oh my God. Yeah. Mercury was like. 
relentless. Um, they just, once again, wasted absolutely no time getting into the jam and took it super deep immediately. And the danceable grooves that they just kept laying down, um, it almost was like, at times felt like a kind of 97-ish jam, mm-hmm. how like they just got into this amazing deep interlocking groove and they just stuck with it and kept pushing it further and further and further. Um, and I mean, I... Uh, the show could have ended at that point, literally. I mean, I was so happy with the Mercury. Um, when it wrapped up, it was just like high fives all around in, the, in our section. Yeah, incredible. definitely. I, I got lost in that song a few times, um, which I think is, to me at least, a good good indicator of a great jam. I, I couldn't even like, you know, a couple times I was like, wait, is this still Mercury? What what song is this? Um, which is a, which is great. Um, so I I guess my take, Matt, was that yeah, the the jam, and I don't, you know, you have the musical knowledge. That I don't, but like it, yeah, it seemed like it was like not cycling through a ton of different kinds of jams, but just that it like it was persistent and just really danceable. <laughs> That's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, it was it was a dance party. It was funny. My my aunt, uh, one of her comments to me after the show is she said, I've never seen so many straight white guys dancing that hard. <laughs> that's like that's the tag that should be the our new podcast tagline. Yeah, no, and I said, I was like, well, that's kind of the secret weapon of fish. Like, it's just a big dance party. And she was like, yes, I loved the music. But once I saw it in person, I realized that that's what it was all about, this this huge dance party. That's really cool. And then the No Men, I think, was, again, very funky, very dance, danceable. They kept it going. And then there's some peaks there toward the end of No Men's, like real rock rock peaks with the white lights. Really awesome. Yeah, it felt like a little bit of an extension of the Mercury Jam. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, they got they they got back into that same kind of space very quickly when they came out of the song. Um, uh, so I felt like really the first like you know maybe forty minutes or so of that second set was just like a dance party. It really was, and the uh, we are come to outlive our brains was fine, short, um, sort of you know that's been happening a lot recently. These kind of mid second set songs that seem a little questionable or just like you're curious where it's going, but um, it was fine. And then the about to run. I'm just so excited to hear that song always because of Trey's soloing. Yeah, I mean, I could see in like in different years, maybe that would be um, a little bit of a time suck. But with the way that he's playing the guitar this summer, um, it's like a joy to hear. Um, he just tears into that solo. It's ferocious. I was wondering what um, what was going to happen toward the end there, if there was going to be a you enjoy myself or whatever. Um, and then, you know, we got the light, which is which has been... Played, I think, a little bit more of this tour and and played well. And I actually thought the Antelope was like a, a very good effort. I think I've complained on the podcast before that they sometimes just run through Antelope these days. But um, this was this was a, a little bit drawn out. Yeah, and I I felt like um, you know light again. Just like some of those first set jams, I was shocked to see that it was only eleven minutes um, yeah. when I went back and looked at it. It felt I think because it it went so deep that it felt. Uh, it felt really great. Um, and then Antelope, I, I, I got the sense that the band was kind of riding on the crowd energy at that point because um, I can't speak for the lawn, but inside the pavilion, um, things were like pretty crazy by that point. People were really getting into it. That's cool. And the uh, the jam was good in light. Um, again, like you said, you know, 11 minutes felt longer and then a 12-minute Antelope. So we got we got some tight, you know, some good jams there. If you're looking at it by the... <laughs> By the numbers, right? You got what four four songs over eleven minutes, which is cool. 
Yeah, and I think this is where um, I mentioned earlier, like this, the show was a little bit shortened. That second set was, I think, only about 65 minutes. Um, and, and sometimes when they do that, like in Merriweather last weekend, they'll, they'll follow up with a nice long encore. But um, uh, they kept things short and actually stuck with the midnight curfew. And you got um, you were wearing your Sleeping Monkey shirt, which is obviously why they played that. So well, yeah. Good. So we actually, it's funny. My my friend Doug and I, who were together at the show, um, we it was our encore because uh, they played Sleeping Monkey, which I was wearing a shirt of last night, and then Quinn the Eskimo, and my uh, Doug named his son Quinn. So um, oh, wow, we cool. were the two of us were kind of freaking out over that. We had a, a fun time during the encore, and it, it was interesting. As with the Strawberry Letter Twenty Three, uh, hearing Quinn the Eskimo, you know, from my aunt is, is this, you know, obviously music fan knows the Bob Dylan version, the Manfred Mann version, the dead version. She was able to get into that really um, easily and kind of, you know, get where we were all coming from on that. So I was, I was glad they picked that for an encore song. That's cool. Yeah. And, and a lot more in store for tonight. Um, what, what are you thinking? How this set that set up the weekend and yeah. Any takeaways? I think it was really strong. I mean, you know, they, they tend to play really great shows in the Philadelphia area and, and lots and lots of great shows in Camden. Um, so I think, uh, I think we're set up for a great show tonight and tomorrow. I, I expect this to be one of the high points of the tour. Yeah. I, um, I think we talked about this yesterday in the parking lot, almost, almost to the week. Uh, it's been 20 years since I've been to Camden and, uh, it was, uh, it was good to be back and I'm excited to, to go back tonight cause I haven't, I haven't seen very many shows there and it's been a long time. Yeah, it's actually it is for a, a venue that I grew up going to uh, and have seen so many shows there over the years. I actually had not been there since fit the fish shows in 2011. Um, okay. So yeah, it had been a long time for me too. Well, um, yeah, so we'll hopefully everyone has fun. Come see us at Tonewood if you can today. And, and like we said at the beginning, or as you heard at the beginning, um, we're really happy to have SiriusXM as a sponsor. Um so much commercial free music and comedy and entertainment and all kinds of stuff. And, and this time of year with, uh, with fish radio, it's a good time to, to check out Sirius XM. Um, Matt, what's your take? Yeah. You know, I, um, I, I was a Sirius XM subscriber a long time ago and I've gotten back into it now this summer listening to fish radio and, uh, it's great. They're doing a lot of great stuff and it's funny hearing, about fish radio from like other people in my life who uh, are Sirius XM subscribers. They have it in their car. They're not necessarily fish fans, but they're sort of willing to check it out because it's getting a lot of attention. So um, it was really, you know, my, my mom picked me up from the train station yesterday and she had had the fish channel on in her new car <laughs> and was like, ah, oh, showing off for me. And, you oh, know, awesome. the other, my sister and other people that have, they're like, oh yeah, we're listening to the fish station. So um, it's, I think it's cool that they're putting it out there and, um, you know, get casting a wider net. Uh, and, and getting people into the fish world. Yeah, and this uh, part of this outside the car initiative, um, where you can listen listen anywhere, not just in your car. Um, there's a there's a special deal for HF Pod listeners. So go to SiriusXM.com/hfpod. And uh, yeah, Matt, I'll see you uh, in a few hours. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks everybody for listening.
What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Have you ever found yourself wondering, what else can I listen to on the Osiris Network? Here's another great podcast you can check out. Hey, what's up? This is Mike Fenoya, host of Amigos Podcast here on the Osiris Network. What is Amigos Podcast? Well, I am a stand-up comedian, writer for True TV's Impractical Jokers, and a music freak. So I invite my pals to come talk music, comedy, and everything in between. So uh, if you want to come hang, we'd love to have you. Thank you. Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Weiland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.